Welcome in to Arrowhead Pride Radio. Emma Holmes is on fire! Here's the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens. I did that. I'm good. Man, it's Wednesday, man. I got a two-hour show following the greatest hour of the week on 610 Sports Radio that, with one of the greatest people that covers the Chiefs. That's a, that's a lot of energy for the bye week. Have you ever met anybody like me? No. I didn't think so. No, you're unique. Unique New York. That's a good thing to be. Unique? Not for everybody. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah I guess. Um, but this is the <laughs> this you, is the you got, you, you got your own thing going on. Okay. I don't know why you turn into like Stewie Griffin out of nowhere. <laughs> you, uh, you wanna go another <laughs> um, but uh no. Arrowhead Pride Radio Show, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, the chief editor, the the whole thing you at see? Arrowhead Pride, uh here on Six Ten Sports Radio up until seven o'clock. Then from seven to nine is after hours. I do have a mild rant. Well, better rush to my car and make sure I I'll that. give you some time. I'll yeah. give you some time. All I know right. you're what do you think your forty yard dash is, by the way? Oh, it's bad. You think it's under six? I will tell you this. I actually am a decent distance runner. (laughs) You're not. I am. When's the last time you ran for more than a mile? I did a half marathon last year. Did you really? Yeah, two hours. I I don't know if that's good or not. I am a a terrible sprinter. I think I would probably be above eight seconds. (laughs) If I could believe that. I think I'd be between eight and nine seconds. I walk slash jog two miles a day. Wow. And I do it in about 26 minutes. I think that's terrible. No, that's okay. But to me, that's all right. That's about a 14 to 15-minute mile. It's not great. But I'm not running. It's not bad. I don't want shin splints. Yeah. I don't want plantar fasciitis. So, fasciitis. So I yeah, fasciitis. Yeah, I don't, you know, enough of that half marathon training. Although I probably, they I'm probably, probably going to train for a race this year or something. They say speed walking is much better Maybe a 10K. than jogging. Speed walking, like Oprah. Does she speedwalk? I think she invented it. Really? Yeah. There's no way. Yep. Oprah Winfrey gets everything. Mm-hmm. Book club. You get a car. You get a car. She gets everything. All right. So. <laughs> can, can you tell us about it? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but anyways, we haven't been on since like, what, last Wednesday and none of the stuff really had happened or been clarified mm-hmm. yet. Um, but you're the one seed mm-hmm. and you have a bye week. Yeah. Is there anything more important than that in this time of the year? Well, this home I, field advantage is irrelevant right now. Yeah, no, I I think that that it it, it uh, the circumstances of getting there were were tough, right? No one wanted to see what happened. I think everyone wishes that they could have played out the games had Demar Hamlin not had to be taken off to a hospital and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. The NFL came up with what they decided. I I think the Chiefs made out just fine. I know that there's people here that are you know upset about. The fact that if Buffalo wins the two games and the Chiefs win their game, that it'll be neutral site. Sounds like it's going to be in Atlanta. The bottom line really? is... Really? That's where it's going to be? We already know, like, pretty sure? It's sounding like that, yeah. Okay. I guess we can talk about that a little later on in the show. But yeah. Ahead. So I, I think the Chiefs are in pretty good position here, right? I, I think the main thing, even more than it being at Arrowhead, if, if it does end up being Chiefs-Bills, was it not being in Buffalo, in my opinion. That's just how mm-hmm. I felt. I didn't want to see the Chiefs have to go to Buffalo. So they don't. We know that. And here's the thing, too. 
seems less likely right now with the whole quarterback situation in Miami. But Buffalo has to win their two games. The Chiefs have to win their game. They're going to face a pretty good opponent, opponent we think, next week, be, be it the, the Jags, the Chargers, could be the Ravens, you know, just depending on how things go. And we, we may not even get to the idea of it being in, in Atlanta if someone upsets either team. So we'll see about it. I, I think now, right now, and, and what the Chiefs are right, rightfully focused on since we were able to talk to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they're not worried about any neutral site having to had three results happen to have that neutral site. They're worried about beating whatever team they'll play next week, and they're already beginning to prepare. Like They're already watching film of the possibilities. Can I ask you a tough on-the-spot question? Of course. Where do you rank this Patrick Mahomes-led football team in his first five years? Because mm. it's going to be an MVP season, right? Yeah. Okay. Most yards he's ever thrown. It's broke not- Drew Brees' record. Maybe not the most yards he's ever thrown, but he broke Drew Brees' record for all-purpose yards. Yeah, I I think you got to call the 19 team the best, I, I think. The 20 team, it, because of that offensive line that they had at the end, I don't – I think they are out of the running, although that was a very good team, too. Last year's team was really good. I, you know, you, you talk about that AFC title game. Uh-huh. I'd almost put last year's club even ahead of the Super Bowl team. Like, the fact that they blew that lead in the AFC title is such a Sickening. shame. That team was – team last year was good. This could be the best team. I that's what, I'm, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm kind of wondering. Is this the best all-round team all around, under Mahomes and Reed? Well-rounded, and especially, I think, toward the end here where you're seeing, you're seeing finally last game the special teams was good. They didn't make any mistakes. Tommy Townsend punted well. Harrison Butker was perfect. The defense played well. They should, they should play well against bad teams. They did that in the, the final game. The offense did have that little bit of that, that mid-game trud, you know, that, that muck, but they got through it and they were able to score another touchdown. And I, you know, I never really have doubts about the Chiefs' offense in the playoffs because I do think there is an extent of Andy Reid bringing out some of those things that he hasn't shown yet and then usually leads to success, especially early in the postseason. Ah, you're putting me on the spot. I told you it was a tough on-the-spot question. I, I think it would be between... And the fact you don't even mention the 18 team. Just because the defense was so bad. Yeah. I think I think it's between this team and last year's team, which is weird because they won the Super Bowl in 19. Mm-hmm. And I think I would go I'd go maybe with this year's team from an all-around. I mean, I, the only thing that would give you pause is not having Tyree Kill on this team. And I, is it really such an impact that it's not tipping the scale? I, I don't think it is because Patrick Mahomes is, is going to be the MVP, and I think he's enough. So... I'll give the all-around factor to this team, and we'll see, too. I, I think what's weird about that is maybe this is the best team in the Patrick Mahomes era, but I, you could also make the case that the other teams are as close as they've been, which is an odd thing to wrap your head around. It's weird. It's a new week in the NFL, which means it's time to take a look at the new injury report for the Chiefs. This ought to be pretty, pretty short. Now... I think the only thing that they have to worry about going into the playoffs is Frank Clark, right? That's the growing injury. And then I would assume for the fifth straight week yeah. that McCall Harvin is fine. They're just, they're waiting for the playoffs to start and, and, and waiting for <laughs> the right opportunity plus an extra week of rest and then he'll be back. But I think the two biggest questions of the injuries that go into this, Pete, for you to kind of just have like a short go at it because we don't know who the opponent is yet. Yeah. Frank Clark, McCall Harvin, that's about it. Well, I think we're we're monitoring right now. There's no official injury report when they have the bye week. We'll sure, get, we'll get the first one 
for the next game. If it's a Saturday game, that'll come on Tuesday. If they end up playing on Sunday, that'll come on Wednesday, as, as it would every week. Right now, we are watching Frank Clark. The positive news was that Andy Reid said on Monday that Clark's groin issue is, is not really a, a big deal. They Would you describe it as mild? It's mild. They feel like he'll be okay to go when the Chiefs resume. I believe they're getting back in the building on Friday just to to move the their muscles around, move their bodies around, and, and get and get back on the field. We believe Hardman will make his comeback finally since week nine. We've thought that now for about two to three weeks running, so it, it does still remain to be seen, but I think this bye week helps. You know, you don't have to worry about him maybe being ready or not. Sky Moore had this laceration that kept him out of the last game, so we're watching Sky Moore too. It's it's a cut, right? It's a, it sounds like it's a bad cut that, it's as like Andy Reid described, needed sutures, which I know you like. Yeah, cut his hand between the finger and the, the index finger and the thumb, right? Yeah. So I think that's was think, it made by a seam thrown by Patrick Mahomes? Could be. You could, think so? Could really? Be took, I was could just, be took his hand off. Who knows? So anyway, this this thing it just is needed to heal and close and. Once again, I you know I keep saying the same thing, but I think the bye week helps that. I think Sky Moore's probably back in the mix to an extent when they resume official practices. And Harry Butker, right? Mm. He he had he did a nice job. He was a concern uh, about his issue with his uh, job. Well, <laughs> that guy was out there practicing, and Butker came down. And was like, you know what? Actually, I'm kicking today. Yeah. Well, he had the ankle mm. and then had back back spasms, but mm. he looked pretty good. Yeah, in the last game on Saturday. So I think Butker will be okay by the time we get going here. And and so for me, I think you might be eyeing full health on the 53, at least by the yeah. time we get there. We're still in a, in a way wondering what they do do with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Jody Fortson. Seems more likely, if anything, that Fortson potentially could be back in the mix more so than Edwards-Hilaire. But as far as the 53 goes, I expect to be pretty healthy when they resume. And that's the beauty of the bye. That is the injury report that is not existing this week because there is a bye week. Do you think they're playing Saturday or Sunday? Like, what hunch do you get? Because you got to have Mahomes at some point in, in prime time, and he's probably playing the Jags. Yeah. Or if he's playing the Chargers, you got to put that bad boy on it Sunday night. I think that if he plays the Jaguars or the Chargers, which is what we tend to expect, yeah. I tend to think it's going to be the Jaguars. But even though it's not Mahomes and and Herbert, I even still think that Mahomes and Lawrence would get primetime treatment. It takes a lot for Mahomes to be taken out of a primetime game. So Yeah, I, Russell I, Wilson. Russell Wilson. <laughs> so I tend to think Saturday night, unless something crazy happens. Saturday but, night is when you think they'll play? I do. Okay. I, or unless something crazy happens where Skylar Thompson has a miracle upset of the Bills and then suddenly <laughs> Mahomes and Bridgewater or – yeah, if the Ravens were to somehow win, um, and Lamar, presumably Lamar Jackson still wouldn't be ready, then maybe they would do something else with the game. But I think if it's the Chiefs and the Jags or the Chargers, which is what again what we tend to expect, I think they get the primetime treatment. It's Pete Sweeney's the chief editor of Arrowhead Pride. Coming up next is the lead film analyst Ron Cop Jr. Or as people know him here on the show as RKJ. Woo! He'll join us next here on 610 Sports Radio, which is Arrowhead Pride Radio on a Wednesday night in 610 Sports Radio City, baby. We'll be right back. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
Coming up at 7, I have a cool Patrick Mahomes story you're going to want to hear. He's just a bro. <laughs> I want to hang out with Mahomes. Not because of the wow. superstardom, wow. but because I think he does things that I do very similar. You guys both make smash burgers on your grill? I bet he could. I bet he's got one of like the nicest Blackstones in the world. Well, he has a chef. So. Mm-hmm. He yeah. does have a chef? Yeah. yeah. Straight up, no, no BS? Yes. God. Yes. I want to be rich for like The MVP quarterback of this NFL team that plays here has a chef, yes. That is in- you think Kelsey's got a chef? Yes. Who does? I'm kidding. Anyways, uh, somebody who definitely doesn't have a chef, Ron Cobb Jr. Well, we oh, don't yeah. know that. Ron? Ron didn't have a chef. You had to do yeah, that. You, you don't know that, Dusty. Come yeah, on, come don't on. underestimate yeah. me. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I do chef up myself a little <clears> bit. There we I, go. You know, I, I can do it myself. The wife does, too. Shout out the wife. She, she definitely can. Who's the better cook between you two? Oh, no. Oh, I mean, her. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just submit it immediately. Mean, Easy answer. Yeah, he's been married for a long time. Yep. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I, I make a mean. I make a mean pasta. I make <sighs> a mean, you know, scrambled egg. You know, I can do. I can do that very well. You know, Gordon uh, Ramsay you know, says you got to do the eggs on and off the burner, on and off the burner. That's how you're supposed to master the scrambled egg. Mm. Well, that, uh, not what I do, but you know, I, I think I, I think I got the strategy down. So I'm, I'm gonna stick with mine. I'm gonna I'm I'm stick with I, my strategy. I put a little splash of milk and an an ass load of pepper. <sighs> Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The more pepper, the better. I will say. I I, I tend to think whenever I over pepper, it turns out great. So I'm with you on that piece for sure. Okay. Uh, Speaking of a lot of pepper, this team threw it around a lot. Mahomes obviously set the uh, the uh, all-purpose record yard or yardage for all-purpose yards against Drew Brees' number, and then the defense went from not being able to sack the quarterback to being able to sack the quarterback. Ron, I ask you this question to start off tonight. Where do you think this team is as the playoffs start? Man, it, I, I was really encouraged with the Week 18 performance. It was a great thing seeing all three units come together for, for a final push. Because, you know, I think this, it's so used to, uh, as Chiefs fans, we're so used to Week 18 not meaning as much, even if they are having to win to, to secure their, speed, their, their seed. You know, maybe sometimes it's, it's, it's maybe not as, uh, as – it doesn't feel as, uh, you know, vital, I guess. But this week, you know, the Raiders coming in, I thought it was going to be a great game. And I, and I thought the Chiefs really needed to bring their A game, and they did. You know, the offense obviously scored, you know, four for four in the red zone, you know, rushing yards from everywhere. You know, they had, you know, a lot from Kadarius Tony as well as the running backs. And then obviously no turnovers. And then, the, you know, the defense, the pass rush continued to get momentum. I think that's one of the most encouraging things. I mean, Carl Loftus, obviously, you know, finishing the season strong with how many sacks he's had. Um, six and a, I, he had six and a half for a second. They brought him down to half. But, you know, six and a half, you know, or, or six just in that number, that's one of the highest the defensive end under Spags has done. I mean, Frank Clark got to eight, I think, in, in the first year under Spags. But, you know, you, we haven't gotten that from a defensive end uh, under Spags. So it's really good to see him as a rookie finish the season strong, get that. And then obviously the special team, man, no no muff punts. You know, see Tommy Townsend celebrating because he's getting two punts inside the five. I mean, it, it was really cool to see all three units finish strong going into the, uh, the postseason in a game where they really needed to win. And it's not like – the Raiders were just laying down. They really wanted to come out and win, too. I think the Chiefs really just played their A game to finish the season strong. Yeah, you could see the Raiders wanted to win. I, I think that was obvious, and I think they needed the confidence from all three phases playing well. If I'm nitpicking here, and this is clearly nitpicking, Ron, about the offense these past few weeks, good at the beginning of the game, and then there is a little bit of that sludge coming out of the half. This game, they had... Touchdown, punt, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, and then two punts out of the half before a touchdown and another punt. What do you make of that mid-game sludge that they've been needing to to get through? And they have these past two weeks, but what have you made of it? 
Right. No, you mentioned you mentioned second half. You know, a couple of weeks ago, Mahomes just you know I wrote about it, but just very uh, you know uncharacteristically inaccurate, and and it was weird. And you know, it's New Year's Day, and I kind of maybe we 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 joke that maybe you know, hey, you know, the day after New Year's Eve, you know. <laughs> And and I know that story, Dusty, you're telling later. I think I know what you're talking about, and I think that might be contributing to, uh, you know, a New Year's Eve kind of a, a, a nice little uh, good good time, I should say. But all that to say is, you know, there there is probably something to a team that's been to the playoffs. Mahomes, this, this, MVP, this MVP quarterback, obviously been to the AFC Championships four straight times. Probably towards the end of the season, man, I'm sure, you know, and, and that's I, – I think it is true. You do probably, you know – it's probably hard to focus for all four quarters. It's probably hard to lock in, you know, that playoff mentality, that playoff itch, you know, all four quarters. And I do, and I do think that's what we're going to see in the postseason. I, I have confidence that, you know, we're, we're, we're going to see that, that locked in mentality all four quarters. I, I do think maybe it's just easy to kind of, you know, get off, kind of just not be able to, to lock in all four quarters, especially when you build a lead like they have been able to in, in certain games as the, the down the stretch. Ron, uh, as Ron Cobb Jr., lead film analyst of Arrowhead Pride, joins the Arrowhead Pride radio show here on a Wednesday night, 610 Sports Radio. When you look at this defense and the kind of the way that it affected it, uh, maybe it's run last year. I know it was only a three-point loss in the playoffs in the AC Championship game. But again, pressure getting to Joe Burrow. And it seems like the road to the playoffs this year is going to be either a rematch of a Western team that you're familiar with or – it's going to be maybe a new team that you've already played this year in Jacksonville. Um, and then after that, you're going to get probably most likely looking at the picture, Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, all of which are quarterbacks that you need to get pressure on. And it seems that in these last four games, the defense has done a very, very decent job at getting pressure. In fact, six sacks, I believe is what it was last week uh, against the Raiders. Is that kind of like the main focus uh, that you're going forward in the playoffs is is to be able to get Chris Jones that first playoff sack and contain pressure on quarterbacks and then let the offense do its thing. Right. You know, it is amazing. Jones hasn't gotten one yet. Zero. Um, you know, and, and, and you don't think you don't really look at him as a, Oh, he doesn't show up in the postseason because you think of him as a really big impact in, in the Super Bowl championship on um, that game specifically. But you're right. You know, I, I think you, the theme of, of the, the times you've lost to the Bills and Bengals, you know, this season, I just think the pass rush is one of the main things. Like they just weren't able to create enough havoc on the quarterbacks. I think Josh Allen in the first game, they blitzed and they got pressure on him. Uh, I think he started 0 for 7 against the blitz, uh, I believe was the stat. And you saw how effective it was. Towards the end of the game, you couldn't get to it. And it's because you can't just blitz the entire game. Spags knows he couldn't do that. He was, you know, he, he was playing his hand a little bit at first, and then Josh Allen adjusted to it. You can't blitz the entire game. You have to be able to eventually get pressure with your front four and you know, hey, they haven't faced the competition in terms of pass protection that the Bills have or even the Bengals, though they have been banged up now. The Bengals did feature, you know, get a two, couple injuries on their offensive line the past couple of weeks. But, you know, I, I do think even with the competition maybe a little worse, you know, Denver's offensive line isn't very good, Raiders isn't either. It was good to see them gain confidence. You know, Mike Dana, another guy that, man, he is an X-factor kind of guy, um, you know, and as another interior rusher alongside Jones, just being able to beat a guard one-on-one when the center – is, is uh, you know, helping out the other guard with Jones, Dana can do it, man. And and so I just feel like there is juice to this pass rush right now and, and they're building confidence, momentum. And Carlosis, again, I'll, I'll say it again, but, you know, hey, he's not a rookie anymore. Justin Reed said it best, and he's 17 games in, and he's playing like a, a guy that's been in the NFL for a few years. Pete Sweeney talking with Ron Kopp. Dusty Likens also here. Ron is our lead analyst at Hourhead Pride, so be sure to check out his work there. Ron, the possible opponents, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Baltimore Ravens, 
the Los Angeles Chargers, the Miami Dolphins. Who do you want to see, and who do you think the Chiefs will play? Oh, man. You know, of course you want to see either of those teams that unfortunately look like they're going to start back backup quarterbacks this weekend, right? You know, the wild card games, the Ravens and the Dolphins. Tua obviously has been announced out, but – you know, I, I do. I do think we all want to see a Bills or Bengals rematch. You know, I. You know, you don't want to avoid it. You want to. You want to come that. You know, come straight on. So, you, you assume those are going to happen. You look at the Jags Chargers game. You absolutely want to see the Jaguars. I think the Chargers part of this. You know, I. I you like the fact that you know, hey, you've seen them before. You're familiar with them, but they're familiar with you too. And as, as much uh, you know, heat as Brandon Staley gets as a head coach, he is a great defensive strategist, especially against the Chiefs. He knows how to mess with them. He has given Mahomes fits. You know, I, I know you know that the game in Los Angeles was a little different than the game in Kansas City. The offense was definitely more you know able to get stuff going. But Staley knows how to dial it up, and their pass rush, Mac and Bosa are both healthy now. And I think that's one of the key things we just talked about the Chiefs' pass rush. I think if you're the Chiefs offense, you know, if you're talking about who you want to play, you just want to avoid any sort of pass rush, right? Let's, <laughs> let's avoid the, the, the best pass rushers. And the Chargers might have the best edge rushers in the, in the playoffs, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack together. The Jaguars don't have, you know, they have Josh Allen and, and Trayvon Walker, two, you know, uh, good players as well, but just not the same level as the Chargers. So I, I, you definitely want to see the Jaguars, but unfortunately I do think the Chargers – uh, you know, have the talent and, and are kind of playing at the, the level where they can take care of business this weekend. And it's setting up for a nervous but exciting, uh, you know, matchup in the divisional round. Okay, bye week in the playoffs. Does your boss give you a bye week or do you have something coming up for Eric Fry? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he, he, he give us definitely a little, you know, Look there's not as much guy. going on, right? Look but we're, we're, it's, it's playoff mode, Dusty. That's the thing. We don't need a bye week. We don't want a bye week. <laughs> Let's go, our baby. Film, Let's go. Our film guys are, de- are definitely cranking out stuff. Uh, no, we got tons of stuff going out. We have AP Film Room, our YouTube show. Um, just a uh, you know a little playoff preview we, we released today. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll have actually, I'll have a five things to watch for Wild Card Weekend. Um, a red zone offense article coming out uh, tomorrow, probably, uh, you know, just looking at the Chiefs red zone, how it, you know, can maybe even be better in the playoffs, you know, better than, than it has been even in the in the regular season when they rank second in the league. So got a uh, ton, uh, ton of stuff coming up. So no no bye week for us, Dusty. Come on. All right. Well, I mean, I'd love to hear that. No days off. Uh, well, hey, Rod, stay beautiful. Continue to be a good scrambled eggs expert. And, uh, again, we will talk to you next Wednesday with a little bit more of a serious tone. Oh, yeah. No, yes, sir. Locked in next week. All right. Hey, no problem, man. Have fun with life. That's yeah, Ron Kopp of uh, Aaron Pride. We're, we're going to talk to him next week. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. With the more serious. So the playoffs are like more serious next week. Have fun with life is, is feels like a close, you know. Cl- I'm not doing good tonight on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. It has not been a good night for me. Ron is a, a scrambled eggs ex- expert, as you can tell, though. That, that That's a good thing to, to know how to do. Yeah. I like scrambled eggs, too. When I was six. Uh, coming okay. up after this, I'm going to ask Pete. I'm kidding, man. I'm an over-easy man. Big time. I need runny yolk <laughs> and I need toast. That's okay. what I need, man. Come okay. on now. Right. Uh, anyways, uh, Arrowhead Pride Radio here on 610 Sports Radio. Coming up on the other side, we'll talk about the playoff picture and where the Chiefs might actually play this neutral site game. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Hey, this is Brett Veach, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Back in on Arrowhead Pride Radio. Trying to polish up this speaking. I think maybe it's the Skittles. Top three at least candy rank. 
You're you're a skittle man. Mm, big time. I'm like Marshawn Lynch. Mm. Just not like beast mode. Mm. But I do like me some skids. I'm an M M&M and M man. Boring. Peanut butter M and M's just like plain M and M's. Like what are we doing here? I like the plain M and M's. I know that a lot of people love those peanut butter M and M's, but I'm a I'm more of a classic M and M man. Mm. You know what I mean? Melt in your mouth, not your hand. Right. Big time. Um, so the AFC what the AFC was the AFC playoff picture. Let's see if I can do this at the top of my head. Cincinnati, mm. Baltimore, coin flip game. Uh, Buffalo, Miami, no Tua, Josh Allen and company riding the wave of we got hose in the one seed situation. They got that on their side. And then the other game, which is the game that has potentially the most impact on the Chiefs, Jags, Chargers. Let's yeah. start with that one first. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert. Jags have kind of well, we'll get. I'm sure we're going to get to Bengals and Ravens. I don't know if I would call it a, so. a coin flip just because Lamar still, as of today, is not practicing for the Ravens. So if Lamar doesn't play, they're going to lose. But Chargers Jaguars is is to me a a coin flip game. I, I think a lot of people are are picking L.A. just thinking that they're going to roll over Jacksonville. I, I was watching that game the other night after the the Chiefs game, and when we got through the chiefs coverage for the web and, and the radio and everything like that. I was able to really lock in, in what was the third and fourth quarter. And I thought the home field advantage for Jacksonville was better than I had remembered it. I, that, that crowd was rocking. I, I don't know where all these Jacks fans came from, but they were into the game. And I, I think it could be a slight advantage. I don't think Trevor Lawrence played particularly well against the Tennessee Titans. Am I going to kill him for that? No, I don't think the Chiefs really always play the Titans well. I think Mike Vrabel comes in with a good plan. I, I think this is really gearing up to maybe be the best playoff game of the weekend, Jags and Chargers, just between Trevor Lawrence, who, again, to me, has really emerged. People know how I feel about Justin Herbert. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. And you have these two teams who I think are right there with each other. So to me, it's going to be a shootout. To me, it's going to be the best game of the weekend. Chargers, Jags. I like the Jaguars, though. And that seems you think to... a shootout? Yes. Without Mike Williams? Yeah. What do you think about that, by the way? What's that? Do you are you okay with Staley's decision to be like, eh? You know what? I, I'm. I'm. I've not been a Staley guy. I think he outthinks himself sometimes. But for me, at this stage, you know your team mm-hmm. best, and so I'm not going to. Kill him for whatever decision he makes at this stage. Cincinnati, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson doing the whole, I'm not fully ready to come back because I'm not healthy. Hey. Or is it more so like, you had a chance to pay me. I'm a quarterback. Good luck. Well, I think if he was actually healthy mm-hmm. and not whatever he is, he's sub 100%. And so I think in his mind, he's saying, am I going to risk getting injured further with no contract? Right. Am I going to play through that injury? And it's hard to kill him for that. Um you know, we don't have all the the things that happen behind the scenes. I, it's weird to say this, but I think this is what's what's happening with, with that whole situation. It dates back to the 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 off season. Is look no further than Cleveland. Cleveland gave an all guaranteed contract to that guy, right? Mm-hmm. That guy from the Houston Texans, right? weirdo creep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, why wouldn't Lamar want that? And how could you blame him for that? And how could you blame him now when he doesn't have a contract locked up? And and if that is the case where he's not wanting to put his best foot forward, like mm-hmm. I understand this is the NFL. I understand this is what you work your whole life to, to get to. But we don't kill these college kids 
for opting out anymore because we understand that it. You well, can, we don't, but people do. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I, it, it, it's a fact, though. I mean, you look at that game, and it's as simple as this: if Lamar plays, the Ravens have a chance. If he doesn't, he the the Ravens don't, and the Bengals are going to advance. And so, I mean, I, I'll be watching that all week. If if Lamar does play, and he is, let's even say, eighty percent. Of of what what he is of who he is, mm. Ravens can win that game. I mean, I, I wouldn't sleep on 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 the Ravens, but it's just shaping up for two duds with the Skylar Thompson Dolphins against the Bills and what would be the Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown Ravens against the Bengals, and that's why I, I think you're seeing them in in the slots that they're in. Like, you know, like there's no way the Bills lose, right? Like, no way. I've watched too much NFL to to believe that there's a zero percent chance. Okay, that's fair. And I I don't I think we're overlooking that. Like I was talking to C Dot about this earlier. Yes, you have these three games, and I'm going to the NFC with this. No, you're good too. Yeah, Seahawks and 49ers, Dolphins and Bills, Ravens and Bengals. I understand all the points about the quarterbacks. These are still three division teams. Right. We have seen situations where Derek Carr, who stinks so bad, they showed him the door with two games to go, has beaten Patrick Mahomes or has been in games with Patrick Mahomes. Anything can can happen. Like I, I know where we're at with with this, where we just assume that the 49ers, who are so hot, are going to roll over the Seahawks. Man, the NFC West is always random. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Dolphins and the Bills. I feel a little bit better about Teddy Bridgewater than Skylar Thompson, and, and we'll see what they do there. It's, it looks like Thompson's going to start. Ema, baby. You never know. You <laughs> never know. Mike McDaniel's pretty smart. And then in, in Baltimore, same thing. I would be a lot more confident in Huntley over the third string in Brown. Ultimate confidence in Jackson, but you still never know. I think there's a. I think there's an upset in one of these three division games. One of the three. I don't know which one it's going to be. So it's either be one of the two two seeds or a three seed that gets upset. Yes. There ha- to me, you're not going to get three division games on wildcard weekend and have it go scratch. You're just not. So so pick what you think. <laughs> I think one of them is going to go the other Would way. you rather have the Dolphins beat the Bills or the Ravens beat the Bengals? I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you want the Dolphins to beat the Bills. Like you want the Bills. I'm the opposite. I don't want to play Cincinnati. Well, I... What gives you the initial take that I, you think the Chiefs can beat Cincinnati? Well, my thinking there is it just locks up Arrowhead. That's fair. That's and I don't. I think the Chiefs can beat the Bengals. I think this this okay. thing where the Bengals have the Chiefs number a little bit, especially the last time, was the Chiefs hurting themselves. They should have won that game. Without, They've done it every game. I know. But every they, game is the same game. It's self inflicted. A lot of times against the Bengals, it's self inflicted though. It's not like hasn't every single one been that way. The Bills and Chargers have it, have had games where they come into Kansas City and they beat them. Mm-hmm. A lot of these Bengals losses have been the one in Cincinnati in the regular season, Cincinnati beat them. Those other two that people are talking about to me, a lot of the Chiefs problems were self-inflicted. So if they clean that up, I think they can beat the Bengals. I it's right now it's 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 tough in Kansas City because I think you're rooting really hard for the anti-destiny, anti-Cinderella, anti-miracle E30 
story, which mm-hmm. is DeMar Hamlin and the Bills winning the Super Bowl. Because the sooner the Bills are out, the, the sooner that you know that everything's going to be at Arrowhead. And I think you're rooting for that this weekend. I don't think it's likely. I think the Dolphins with Skylar Thompson are the least likely to, to win. But, uh, you know, I, I find the Seahawks are probably the most likely, which I'm not even all that confident in myself. I am, I'm just, I'm not confident. It's, it's a weird thing with these three division games because I'm not confident in any team by themselves isolated. But I just know in my bones that there will be a division upset. Okay. If we get back here yeah, and there's no division upset next Wednesday, oh, God. I'll bring you more skills. How about that? I would enjoy that. You don't and if there is an upset, I'll bring you a bag of almonds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what you eat today. Um, yeah, I'm on a, uh, I'm on a 2023 them. diet. I can't afford Skittles. Hey, I got to have, these, new I gotta have these, these disgusting almonds. That's not going to eat these every day. No. I mean, I've earned these damn things. I've seen you a couple times this year, and you always have Skittles. Mm, no, I had, cho- I had jelly beans one time. That's right. So Old quit, beans. Quit. They were old. They were two Easter's old. Dusty <laughs> said, Pete, why don't you enjoy a jelly bean? And I almost, broke my, I almost broke my tooth off. It's true story. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, so there is an AFC championship game to be played eventually. If it is Chiefs and Bills, there's another couple scenarios. But you're saying that it's Atlanta is where they're leaning for a neutral site for this game? Is- A-Town, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dirty South. Yeah. Home of Ludacris. As Bob on Fesco in the Morning described today, I mean, he had notes. I have heard Atlanta separately, but he had notes that it, the Chiefs have not really wanted to travel east. The Bills haven't really wanted to travel west. And so they've come to terms with both traveling south to an ex- extent. We're meeting in the middle. And so they're really doing this. The NFL is really getting both teams throwing out a piece of paper and saying, here's the five locations. Circle which one is mm-hmm. your first, second, and third, and then we'll try to accommodate. I don't like, like we just talked about jelly beans. Mm-hmm. I don't like the juju that this is creating between the two franchises. Like, Well, it's the NFL trying to do this. They're trying to cause a wedge in the fan me, bases and the teams. But to me, I just... If I'm the players, right, mm-hmm. and you're putting yourself in the shoes of the players, if I'm the Chargers, if I'm the Jaguars, if I'm the Ravens, if I'm the Bengals, I'm ticked that everyone is so concerned with where the Chiefs and the Bills are going to play. That is ultimate bulletin board material. The Chiefs and Andy Reid hate bulletin board material. This mm-hmm. is they have no they can't control this. This is incidental. This is the NFL. This is the talking heads. Everyone's interested in where they're going to play. It would be annoying me to pieces if I'm the L.A. Chargers, if I'm Joey Bosa, and I'm saying, oh, look at look at NFL Network. Oh, they're discussing where the Chiefs and Bills are going to play. Like, that would drive me insane. And, right. like, in an already uber-competitive sport, I just don't like the added motivation that it's given all these other teams. You just don't like the, the predestined fate that they think that the AFC is going to? just don't like the discussion when – Three results, the Chiefs winning and the Bills winning twice, has mm. to happen. Like, I wouldn't like it in Buffalo either. There's one thing the Chiefs and, and Bills could agree upon right now. It's like this predetermined result that's going to include the Bills and Chiefs playing elsewhere. I, I'd be like, screw this if you're the Bengals or screw this if you're the 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 Ravens. or Well, the Ravens don't have a quarterback the right Jags. now. The Dolphins don't have a quarterback. The Jags locked in. They locked. They, they, they won their way in. I mean, they got to play Josh Dobbs. <sighs> that guy sucks. No emotion. Yeah. 
The zero eyebrow thing is probably why, but just no emotion on that guy. Well, that one, who cares? And they barely won that game. He threw a pick six. Doesn't matter about the eyebrows. Kadarius Tony doesn't have any eyebrows. That's fine. No, but he's got a grill. And he, and he has personality. And he's fast. He was here for five minutes, and they asked and him who his best, like, best friend was on the team, he, and it went viral. He quietly is the best weapon the Chiefs have. Quietly? I think it's pretty loud that he's... he's Maybe here. I don't, I don't think the rest of the world knows that. I bet New York hates it. Five touchdowns already or something like that, or three touchdowns. He had zero I have, in 17 games. I will tell you this. Yeah. Any kind of time I tweet about Tony and refer to the first round... I'm beginning to get those Giants fans in my mentions that are like, yeah, we'll see about his hamstring, hamstring made of glass, so on and so forth. They are already nervous about how Tony has looked. Trust me. Yeah, they should. He's he's the Tyreek, he's the next Tyreek Hill sort of player for this team. Not the next Tyreek Hill, but he's the next type of guy on this team where it's like, you know, F it, Tony down there somewhere. You know what I like about you? What's that? You're a confident man. I haven't been wrong yet this year. I said Mahomes is going to win MVP. Is he going to win MVP? Yes. Okay. Um, what else is Justin say? Jefferson going to be the offensive player of the year? Yes. Did the Chiefs win more than 10 and a half games? They did. All right. With that, we get to your questions next. It's the Airhead Pride Mailbag, 913-586-716. If you have a question for Pete, I will ask it. Football-related, Chiefs-related. <laughs> also, go to Twitter, at Arrowhead Pride. Get those and, uh, lottery numbers for me right away. In lottery time, numbers? During the break. I'm not, I, I don't know lottery. I know football. <laughs> okay. That next on Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. To Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Christian Nacero, Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens here. That's the trio on a uh, on an Arrowhead Pride Wednesday. You know Chris is here because the, the beats are a little more, you know, funky. You're saying that... Grant always plays electric guitar. Grant... Chris plays beats. Grant doesn't have funky beats in his repertoire. It just seems me. like it's always like... And then you get Chris and it's like... Mm, it's, mm. <laughs> Welcome yeah. back. Yeah, a lot more hip movement when Chris is on the on the ones and twos. I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, this isn't really a question, but it's kind of refers to what we were just talking about. By the way, if you do have a question for Pete, 913-586-7610. A, do you still have your Hulk Hogan bobblehead? <laughs> uh, that, that, I, that I had a, a I, I didn't have a Hulk Hogan bobblehead, but I had a I had a wrestle buddy when I was a kid. Oh yeah. You know the Hulk Hogan wrestle buddy where you, you beat it up and you pin it one, two, three? Okay. What was Pete Sweeney's finisher when he was a kid? Oh, man, dropping the elbow drop. Okay. Yeah. Um, serious talk, though. Uh, somebody had a question on Arrowhead Pride, at Arrowhead Pride on Twitter, uh, for the mailbag, which uh, normally, normally there is an open for that, but it's okay. We can do it right now. <laughs> Every week, send oh us your God. questions on Twitter. <laughs> that was Pride And at 610 Sports Casey. Drums, now it's yeah. time for the mail. You were asking for the electric guitar. There it is. There we are. Uh, so question on Arrowhead Pride was, have we seen Clyde Edwards-Alaire play his last game as a chief? I think it feels like more yes than no at this stage. Great political response. I, I, I do. Sometimes those things change. Look no further than... L.A., where Cam Akers seemed like he was done with that team and came back and was their starter again. But I think the Chiefs have moved on, right? I, I think mm-hmm. they, they know what they have in Isaiah Pacheco. They know what they have in Jerick McKinnon. Think about it, though. 
McKinnon's making himself a little bit of money right now. I mean, mm-hmm. he's definitely capturing the attention of the, the rest of the teams in the NFL. I know he's a 30-year-old running back, so I wouldn't – 100% rule out Clyde, but if I had to go one way or the other, I would yep. tell you that I think he's in store for a change of scenery in 2023. Um, the other question that we have, or another question we have on Arrowhead Pride's uh, Twitter feed was, when does Lucas Niang bring back his right tackle claim? I thought when the Chiefs offensive line was struggling in the middle of the year, they might make the shift to Niang. Because you look at the rest of the line, left to right with Brown and Tooney and Humphrey, and Smith, they weren't replacing any of those guys. Luke Sniang. I thought Wiley might have been someone they they tried to upgrade, and maybe that could make the whole line better. They stuck with Wiley. I don't see that changing now. And so now, so long as he is healthy and can put Ooh. in this calendar year, I think maybe you start to see him get an opportunity in training camp. I also think if there were to be an injury in the playoffs, you might see Luke Sniang in one of those tackle positions. Speaking of the playoffs, this is from the 913. Again, you can text it, 913-586-716. If you have a question for Pete, uh, he does run the greatest Chiefs website there is. You all know it because you are all on it. But one question from the 913 says, does Ronald Jones get a good amount of carries in the playoffs? And I have a follow-up question. Go ahead. I don't think so. I think what you saw in Week 18 was them saving themselves Pacheco. If you're being honest with yourself, though, Ronald Jones looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. I would Rested. S- I would say... No, I would say I bet you those carries go to Pacheco. Um, but would I? What I would? Would I tell you? Would I be stunned if they go with Jones? No, he looked pretty good in that Week 18 game. Um, but you're asking me a question, so I'd say I, I think they really like what they have in Pacheco. Does anything really drastically change from their way that they've ran the offense the last four weeks? Because a lot of people will say, "Hey, you know, like they don't want to show anything. They got." Well, pretty bad opponents. We've been talking about it for a couple weeks now. We've we've kind of felt like idiots when uh. Hardman is not active, but we've been waiting for Tony and Hardman to be active at the same time. These are two speedsters. Juju Smith-Schuster's talked to me about it. I've talked to Patrick Mahomes about it. They just want the speed at the same time back in the lineup, and we really have not had an opportunity to see these two guys together. Kadarius, Tony, and Hardman were on the field week nine together. Tony only had nine snaps that week. That was his debut, and so... I think what can Andy Reid do with these two guys, with misdirection, with getting the defense to move, and, and so on and so forth. And I'm eager to see it. I'm eager to see it. From the 816 uh, on the text line, uh, oh, I'm sorry, no, the 310, he mentions one of the all f- one of the four all-pro players today announced by the Chiefs, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Tommy Townsend. Says that he's the all-pro punter, isn't he the all-pro holder? Yeah, hold up. I, <laughs> I would tell you that I, I think Tommy Townsend has been been great for the Chiefs when it comes to to punting. Mm-hmm. This whole thing uh, to me was more annoying than anything else, but I I do think it it re-locked him in and, and refocused him a bit to get that part right. And we saw a really nice game from him holding wise and punting wise to end the season. I and I just think at this point you you carry that into the playoffs. I think at this stage, love you some Dustin Colquitt, the greatest punter in Chiefs history, but I, I think the less that we can hear from Colquitt at this stage, the better. Yeah, that's fair. I think he's also got a little bit of sour grapes, but that's just me. I don't know the guy. I, I'm sure he's fine. Um, I'll say this. Uh, I know you don't know much about future contracts and stuff like this. This one regards the defensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs who can make a lot of money next year. There's no way the Chiefs trade him or try to get rid of Chris Jones in any way, shape, or form, right? You'd have to be kind of I, I think, crazy to do so. I think he'll play out the final year of his contract, which would be next year, and – you know, I think by the end of that, hopefully you're in a position with Orlando Brown where 
you're not having to franchise tag him again or flirt with that. And maybe he gets franchise tagged and then you move the rights like you saw with Frank Clark to Kansas City. Uh-huh. Brett Veach just has shown a tendency not to want to necessarily lean into long-term contracts with guys who are about 28, 29, 30, uh-huh. which Jones is. Uh, but he's no doubt going to want a new contract, I think, this offseason. So we we should, again, see contract talks between Brown and the Chiefs and Jones and the Chiefs. And the fortunate thing is we don't have to start those stories, hopefully, for a couple weeks. Ooh. And I'm talking about four weeks would be nice, five yeah. weeks. Okay. Yeah. You want to go all the way to the Super Bowl. Arizona. Yeah, I want to go from Atlanta to Arizona. Okay. Which place would you rather stay at, Atlanta or Arizona? I have never been to Atlanta. Never been to Atlanta. I've been to Arizona. Oh, man. And I'm not a big hidden door guy, right? Okay. Like, if, if it's going well and you're, you're enjoying it, just stick with what you got. So I, I, at this stage, I would take Arizona. But who knows? Maybe I'll go to Atlanta and enjoy it. You might have to go to the Magic City and get those wings. Um, if you don't know, you should look that up. That's Is this a happens. James Harden reference? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I know. Yeah, man. I think I know. Magic City Wings. That's what you go there for. You go for the wings. At least that's what people say. Uh, what's coming up for you the rest of the bye week? You're going to probably get some sleep, eat some more almonds. <laughs> uh, what's well, Pete Sweeney doing? I have an article coming out for .com, SBNation.com, <clears throat> ranking the, the most likely upsets of Wild Card Weekend. That happens tomorrow, but we're... On the local level, reviewing mm-hmm. the Chiefs, what they need to do better. We got some good stuff up there for now. If there's any news that breaks, any injury updates, we'll keep you locked in at arrowheadpride.com. But they shouldn't really reconvene until Friday. So, as Ron mentioned, he'll have five things to watch this wild card weekend. And we'll be keeping an eye on Sunday who these Kansas City Chiefs will play. We'll find out on, on Sunday. Who do you want it to be? Like, who do you want it to be? Who do I want it to be? Yeah, and who do you think? You think it'll be Jacksonville. We've gotten that out of the way. I think it'll be Jacksonville. You want Miami? I don't. You want a little Tyreek in Kansas City? I'm a big, like, I would like to see the best possible game guy. I know that that's a little nerve-wracking. I'd like to see Chiefs and Chargers one more dance. I think that's the best possible You're game. You're sick. You're think, sick if you want I think that's that. the best possible game. I'm done with the best possible. The, you want the easiest? Yes. Give you Miami. Yes. All right. No, really give us Baltimore. It would be Miami. Skylar Thompson, Miami would be the easiest. But I think Tua would play that game. Or do you think two is done? I don't think he's playing again this year. That'd be smart. Yeah, I think he's done. Yeah. Man, Skylar Thompson. We might see Grant Nicholson, who normally does his show there in a K-State jersey. Oh, no, I will hope not. Why? He's a Skylar uh, Thompson. It has no, it's I, a neutral fan. I like the Unocero vibe. Okay. Yeah. He not, throws him down, man. I do love Grant, too. Yeah. Well, thanks to Chris Unocero. Thanks to you. This is Arrowhead Pride. It is a wrap for this Wednesday. We'll be back next Wednesday. And we'll get into the after hours coming up from 7 to 9. Thanks to everybody that listened. Thanks to Ron Kopp. We're out of here, Kansas City.